What is a recreational vehicle? What are RVs used for? What are the different types of RVs? Tips for understanding floor plans and how you can find your perfect RV. All of that and much more on this week's episode of the Soul RV Podcast. everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Soul RV podcast. I am Mark. And I'm Angie with Soul RV. Last week we discussed what the Soul RV podcast is, what our personal goals are, and how we can help you get started or improve your camping journey. We told you that we are going to dive right into the different types of RVs, the different floor plans that are available, and how you can find your perfect RV too. But before we get into all of that, Let's make sure we start with the basics, just in case any of you listening are new to RV camping. What is an RV? An RV, also known as a recreational vehicle, is a trailer or a motorized vehicle that includes most of the amenities that you'll find in your sticks and brick home, a kitchen, bathroom, sleeping quarters, as well as a living area. It is time for TNT. Make sure you enjoy RV camping before you buy a brand new camper or a new-to-you RV. Maybe you'd like to consider renting and trying one out first. For those of you already RV camping, instead of trading in your RV because you don't care for the furniture anymore, (laughs) you might want to try out RecPro for amazing furniture and accessories. Mm -hmm. Be sure to use our referral code. Soul RV, that is S O W L E R V. So, what are people using RVs for? Well, RVs can be used for many, many different things. Occasional RV camping trips and vacations are at the top of the list. And then some people are using them just for the weekend to go Friday through Sunday, and they are called weekend warriors. Then we have the boondockers. The boondocking people or off grid like to go out into the country or the desert, wherever they want to go because they don't have to have anything except solar power to make things happen. And a lot of them don't even have solar power. They just like to go out and use the amenities they have. I would need the solar power. (laughs) Then there are the people that use their RVs as a full-time residence instead of just a regular sticks and brick house. We have that goal eventually to get there, but right now we're going to keep both. And now it's time for Solely Facts and Current Events. This week's Solely Fact, 40 million people and 9 million families in the USA own an RV. Mm. Of those 40 million, 38% are millennials. This week's solely current event is based on the breakdown of monthly RV shipments. According to RV Industry Association, there has been a 21.4% increase in RV shipments from October 2019 to October 2020. That's a big jump. Mm -hmm. So you might be wondering, what are the different types of RVs? Mm -hmm. Here is a few different campers along with... Oh, maybe a couple pros and cons. Mm -hmm. We started off with this one. It is a truck camper. Mm -hmm. These slide into the bed of a truck. This is probably uh, most convenient for traveling around, go hunting, 
go wherever you need to go, take family. Don't have to unhitch. Don't have to unhitch. You can tow mm-hmm. a boat, a trailer, whatever mm-hmm. you need with it. Not a lot of room inside. They they can be really spacious, but you're still limited to the length of and the actual truck. And you know what's different truck. from the ones that we the one that we had is now they actually have slide outs on these truck campers, and that is just amazing. That I think I haven't been in one yet. And I plan to just to ch- check it out, but I would love to see how much more space that gives them because I can't even imagine. That's pretty crazy. I can remember in the one that we had that you could barely slide in and sit around the dining table. Pretty mm-hmm. pretty good option to have a slide out in right, one. Right, The downside is that you have to take it off in the wintertime if you want to use your truck or anytime you want to use your truck, you'd have to take it off. Some people want to leave it in there, but that could be a downside for some. Next on the list is the travel trailer. That is our preferred camper at this point in time for most of our trips. Gives us the most amount of room for what we have. We have one with four slides, but a travel trailer has all the amenities of home. You can get them with slides or without. Different lengths. If you want to pull one with a car, you can pull with a car, an SUV. You can get one larger that you need to truck as well. Next on the list is a fifth wheel. These have to be towed with a truck and with a fifth wheel hitch. Is there a specific size that you have to get in the truck to pull a fifth wheel? No, you just have to make sure that the truck itself will pull the weight of the load it has. Mm -hmm. Um, You could get it as little as a half ton truck that would pull it. Once you get into some of your heavier fifth wheels, which a lot of them are, you would need at least a three quarter ton. Mm -hmm. Um, Pulling power, you'll see a lot of people that are pulling with fifth wheels are going to have a diesel engine, a lot more torque and ability with that truck Mm -hmm. next is going to be a toy hauler Mm -hmm. these can come in a travel trailer a fifth wheel i've seen uh, toy haulers with uh, pop-up campers Um, take all your toys out to the campgrounds if you want to take them out there you can take them to the sand dunes wherever you want to go Mm -hmm. and you know what a lot of people are starting to use their toy haulers um, for office space as well these days They are. Works Mm -hmm. pretty well if you want to go on the road with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pop-ups and expandable campers. Pop-up campers are just that. They actually collapse down into an enclosed compartment. Once you pop it up, both ends or multiple sides of it will expand out to give you more living space or sleeping quarters itself. A lot of travel trailers will have what they call expandable space where it will actually have like a slide out that will also have a canvas covering over it as well. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, we're going to get into motorhomes a little bit. You have your Class A, Class B, and Class C. These all, you can do your studying on them. Class A is your full-size motorhome. It can either be a gas engine, forward engine, or what they call a diesel pusher in the back. Your class B's and C's are basically on your van chassis for the most part. There are a few that actually get put on truck chassis as well, so don't think it has to be a van, but uh, most of them that you're going to see are on van chassis. Great way to go around. You have everything together to go camping, still pull trailers with them if you want to. Are limited on weight a little bit, but you can go everywhere you want to and not have to have an extra vehicle. And now, it is time for Life and Soul of the Party.
If you know the answers to the next two questions, please leave a comment down below. What is the number one selling type of RV? Second, what was the very first RV ever made and where was it made? Here are some tips for understanding RV floor plans. Just like building a sticks and bricks home is built from a floor plan, all RVs start with the same idea. Nevertheless, floor plans can look very different between each manufacturer, brand, and model. When searching for a specific type of RV, the best way to understand their floor plans is to understand that each model is typically listed with a number and letters that follow. For example, we searched our local RV dealership for a 2021 travel trailer with a price range of fifteen dollars to $30,000. We were shown 47 available models, and for this example, we're going to just dig into three to compare. They are the 292 BHD SLE, the 302 RLOK, and the 296 QBLE. Now you may be wondering what on earth I'm rattling off about. Well, the 292 BHDSLE represents a 29-foot travel trailer with a bunkhouse. That's what the, obviously the BH is for. The DS stands for double slide, and the LE typically stands for limited edition. In this case, it was a limited edition. The 302 RLOK represents a 30-foot RL rear living and OK outdoor kitchen. And then the 296 QBLE represents a 29-foot quad bunk. That's what the QB is for. And the LE again represents the limited edition. Some more common ones are the RL. Do you know what that one stands for, Mark? Rear living. Yep. And how about the RKDS? Rear kitchen double slide. Oh, he's getting good. How about the QBCK? I think I'll go back to you for that one. Ah, That's the quad bunk that we talked about earlier. And the CK stands for the center kitchen. How about the RETS? That is rear entertainment triple slide. We looked at one of these a couple years ago. Yes, we did. And then an FLBS is a front living bedroom slide. Just like our 832 FLBS. That's right. That's our favorite one. The hardest part is figuring out what the letters represent. Most of the time, if you can see the floor plan on paper, you can figure it out easily. So once you understand the floor plans, the next step is to find that perfect RV. So, how can you find your perfect RV? The first thing you need to do before searching for an RV is figure out what your family's needs and wants for this RV are going to be. We have a great checklist and questionnaire to offer you for free. It will help you determine your perfect RV. This free checklist and questionnaire includes questions for you to answer about what is the maximum amount you can afford to spend. Mm, That's a big one. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. RV class and the styles that you like. The weight of the RV, especially in a travel trailer as well as the maximum weight your vehicle can tow. Mm -hmm. Good point. Slide outs or expandable room inside. Mm -hmm. The length of camper. The number of entry doors that you'll need. Mm -hmm. Because some people do want more than one. It, there can be a safety and, factor you know, there's, there. There's doors on the sides of these, these travel trailers and fifth wheels. There's doors on the back of these 
these trailers. So some people just kind of want their own thing. They do. Mm -hmm. The type of RV and interior floor plans that you're most interested in. Mm -hmm. Finally, the amenities and accessories that you wish to have inside the RV. To get your free checklist and questionnaire, please head over to the Soul RV blog at soulrv.com and search for checklist. The link is also provided down below in the comments. So where do you go to look to find your perfect RV? Searching for your perfect RV can be the most difficult part of this journey. And we know that because it took us a long time to find it. You know what you need and want, but how do you go about finding it? Whether you're getting a used RV or a brand new RV, um, both of them can be found on social media such as Facebook Marketplace. That's a really good place to search. We found our used uh, motorhome on Facebook Marketplace. A basic internet search is also a, a good way to find RVs around in your area. Craigslist is also another good search. A dealership is a great place to go if you are looking for a brand new RV and you are wanting to get a warranty. They have some pretty good offers out there nowadays. Good extended warranties right. for sure. Absolutely. The newspaper is a great place to search. RV Trader, that is a very big, big place that we looked for quite some time. Cars for sale, that sounds like it would not have RVs in it, but it does. So make sure you check them out. RV USA, eBay Motors, and another one that we're really liking a lot these days is RVT. It's a great place to go search. So check all of those out and good luck to you finding your new or new to you perfect RV. The sole goal. Today's segment of The Soul Goal is about one of our most memorable trips so far, our Christmas trip to Western Kansas. I think it was the most memorable because we had the freedom of having no plans. It's amazing where you can go in just a short weekend. In one weekend, we actually managed to visit and explore four Kansas state parks and 12 cities including two very hallmark-like, which you know I like, towns yep. of Wakini and historic town of Abilene. You know, if you all have any other suggestions on where those hallmark-like towns are, make sure you put them in the comments below, too. We're going to go check some of those out soon. We would like to. Wakini, Kansas is known as the Christmas city on the high plains. Mm -hmm. Since 1950, Wakini has been known to share its sky of wonder and magnificent display of Christmas lights throughout the Christmas season. There are horse-drawn wagon rides, soup supper, Santa's downtown workshop, and musical entertainment. There is a KOA right in the middle of town. Mm -hmm. that welcomes RVers throughout the year, mm -hmm. but it is typically closed in the winter. Yes, thankfully we checked that out before we left town to drive out there because we were kind of counting on camping there, and we did find out that yeah. they were closed. Yeah, we'd found out that many places many. out west in Kansas tend to close for the winter months. Mm -hmm. One place that we knew for certain was going to be open during this time was Creek Side Resort. Mm -hmm. Creekside Resort is located in Hayes, Kansas, just 35 minutes east of Waukini, and was a great place to stay for mm -hmm. us. They have a great shower house out there. It's big, and they also have shelter in case there's bad weather. 
and the sites were were very spacious. Now they weren't they weren't concrete or they were a one hundred percent drive through though. That right, was nice. Right, that is really nice. So yeah, it was it was a great place, and they just opened up not too long ago. Just they've only been open a few years. Yeah. So they've done a great job out there. So if you can if you can head out there and check them out at Creekside Resort in Western Kansas, make sure you do that. If you head out on I seventy, one of the things that I enjoyed the most uh, seeing was on the way out there. We got to see it a couple different times while we were traveling back and forth to see the state parks and so forth was the wind turbines mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful just fills the skyline um it, mm-hmm. it it's dusk. like nothing it's, you've ever seen yeah it's yeah. just really yeah, it really a cool thing to see for mm-hmm. sure it was great for aiden to be able to witness all that too he definitely <laughs> enjoyed it okay so some of our trip was a little more exciting than i would have preferred picture this mark was driving aiden was riding shotgun the five puppies were in their seat belts in the theater seating and i of course was in the jump chair on the floor by the way mark installed that for me and i use this chair as an anxiety reducer when the traffic gets super heavy and i just go back there sit down and hide behind aiden and i can also assist him with his needs so it works out good for me anyway we were driving along i-70 in the dark Speed limit is 75. We were going probably close to 70, I'm pretty sure is what I saw. Way too fast for this, Mama, but I wasn't driving, so I keep my mouth shut as best as I can. Not very well, though. (laughs) I did at that time. I noticed a little light coming through the door, and then all of a sudden it happened. The main RV door opened. I grabbed the handle just in time before it caught the wind, and I tried to pull it shut, but unfortunately, it wouldn't close. I couldn't get it to latch. Now, remember, we are going 70 mile an hour on the interstate in the dark. I yelled to Mark to tell him what happened, and he actually asked me if he needed to pull over. I figured she could just close the door. I didn't realize that she unbuckled herself from a seatbelt, got up, and grabbed the door trying to prevent it from going open anymore. My entire body was shaking trying to keep this door closed. And I yelled, um, yeah, you gotta pull over. You guys, we cannot make this stuff up. It was like a scene from the movies Twister and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation combined. Mark finally got the RV pulled over and got the door to close properly and hold until we made it to our destination. And I deadbolted it. And he deadbolted it. Thank God. It really was a great trip for all of us and the farthest we have ever traveled with Aiden. And now we have the confidence that we needed so that we know we can travel much further. Food for the soul. On today's Food for the Soul segment, we have a super simple recipe for cooking in a crock pot in the fall weather while RV camping or at home. It is a recipe for crock pot potato soup. And all you need is a bag of frozen diced hash browns, a box of chicken broth, can of cream of chicken, package of cream cheese for later, bacon bits, shredded cheddar cheese for later also, and salt and pepper to taste. All you do is add all of the ingredients as far as the hash browns, the chicken broth, and the cream of chicken, and a little bit of those bacon bits. Mix it all together, put it in the crock pot on low for eight hours. 
Add the cream cheese about an hour before it's complete and top it with the shredded cheddar cheese and the extra bacon bits. That is it for today's episode of the Soul RV Podcast. We hope that we have answered a few of your questions about what a recreational vehicle is, what they are used for, the different types of RVs, tips for understanding floor plans, as well as how you can find your perfect RV Mm -hmm. with our free checklist and questionnaire. Mm -hmm. Coming up in the next episode of the Soul RV Podcast is all about a leaking RV roof. We will discuss the many problems we have had with our previous (laughs) RV's roofs leaking, including the ugly side of purchasing a used RV, how to avoid RV roof damage, and removing ugly ceiling stains on carpeted roofs in an RV. Mm Thanks so much for joining us today. As always, Soul RV encourages you to safely get out and live and explore the world around you. If you'd like to check out our show notes from today's episode, this is episode number two, and just go over to soulrv.com and click underneath podcast. And make sure you follow us on social media and be sure to hit that subscribe button.